Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Welcome, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the wonderful podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Scott. Woohoo! Here we are. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> The, those of you listening are doing just that. You're listening because this is one of our rare pre-recorded shows. Uh, we will likely have one more before the end of the year because of the holiday season and to enable all of you to have equal access to us. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, the content will be the same and we've got a, a fun show for you today. Um, yes. So, Michelle, what's going on with you that you want to talk about before we jump into our, our unique topic today? Okay, so a couple things. Um, when we were reviewing our podcast stats, uh, we've got a nice broad range of people who listen all the way from our um, ex, uh, Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X, baby boomers. You know, I don't know if we have anybody in the traditionalists, but one of our leading groups of people, although we like to appeal to a wide range of audience, our leading groups of people are women. Yay. Hey, women, um, age 45 to 59. So we want to do a shout out to those of you who gender identify as female and somehow have, you know, <laughs> indicated that you are that when you listen to our podcast, we want to say thank you. And a special thanks to, uh, Brian, my partner's sister, Sharon, who uh, listens, she actually was like, oh, you know, the weighted blanket thing. I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, do you have any recommendations? I actually can't recommend for any of you who heard that podcast, I can't recommend a particular brand or store because the place that I bought my weighted blanket in 2018 is through Amazon is no longer selling them. But I did want to let you know that if you do look them up online or you have an interest in them, you want to make sure that you get a weighted blanket that is about 10% of your body weight in order for it to be effective. So I wanted to tell you that. So for instance, if you're in the 180 to 200 pound range, that would be 18 to 20 pounds. Or, you know, if you're 140 to 160, that would be 14 to 16 pounds. So just 10%, you want to order them by the right size for the person you're buying them for, or, you know, for you. And I will tell you that as someone who sometimes struggles with, with knee, knee stuff, you know, it can take some getting used to, to have that kind of weight on different parts of your body. So it's okay to stick a leg out or a foot out if you need to, or an arm out, but they're a really good alternative cuddle buddy. If you don't have a partner and are looking for a stress management tool. So that uh, was I my tell you, I, I do, <laughs> I do have a partner. Um, actually I have a wife, uh, who is my partner and a cuddle buddy. Uh, <laughs> And she cannot stand my weighted blanket. I That's use so one. Um, so it's, I put it only on my half of the bed. And uh -huh. I think we actually mentioned, we even mentioned this uh, 
when we were going through all this, uh-huh. uh, the biggest challenge I have is that I've got a, a little dog, uh, a little dog, the most Presley Pearl, the most interesting dog in the world <laughs> who loves to cuddle. She'll crawl up literally into onto my left shoulder uh, and Aww. she'll cuddle up under under my arm area with her head on the pillow with her nose cuddled into my neck and then she <laughs> likes to sleep the problem becomes when the weighted blanket is on and if I pull it up over her it's too heavy for her yeah, um, yeah. and it's almost like it traps her so just be 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 aware these things the reason they're weighted is because they're weighted yeah um, and so I know that the first time I the first time I used one, it's the compression that is supposed to be calming and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't like to be constricted, uh, mm-hmm. it can be a bit of a challenge. And speaking of sticking your leg out, I think I may have seen recently. Don't don't uh, hold me to this, but I think I may have seen recently a weighted blanket that had like a little trap door in it that you could put one <laughs> leg out to, to, to get they read to, my mind to, to get cold um, because obviously you know your feet are one of the ways that we regulate our temperatures. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't overheat yourself, don't suffocate yourself, no, and no, no. certainly don't trap your dog. <laughs> yes. If you have fallen under a rock and cannot get out, a weighted blanket may, <laughs> may not yeah. feel like a good stress management tool for you. <laughs> yeah. So. I wanted to add one one more tip. Um, and it's yeah. from last week. This is our 41st episode. I know. Uh, it's kind of exciting. We're and, growing up. Uh, in, in episode 40, uh, we had a special guest, Dr. Diane Pubauer. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind everybody don't simply listen to the episode. Look in the show notes because yes. I've given you a link to download separately as an MP3, the guided meditation, which is simply beautiful. Yes, absolutely. I really love what she did for our listeners on that episode. Um, I think, man, I left that episode feeling lighthearted and full of hope about my ability to affect change. Something I didn't say on the episode because we were running kind of long was it, you know, in my non-skeptical mind, in my more spiritual mind, it's not uncommon for me driving by a car accident on the freeway or, you know, wherever, or seeing a difficult situation like an ambulance going by where I stop and take a moment and send prayers or wishes or thoughts to whoever's on the receiving end of that. And I feel like, you know, it's just something that I do to help me manage my own, my own stress when, when I see someone else in duress and a sense of sharing that kind of love and peace and hope with others. Oh, you know, since we're sharing that, I'll, I'll, I'll (laughs) tell everybody, I'll tell everybody that when I go on my walking meditations, if there's a dead animal, um, I do the same thing as, you know, bless the little animal and bless his little soul or her soul, or because periodically you do, you know, you find a bird that has fallen out of the tree or been attacked by another predator. Um, we have lots of squirrels and possum and, uh, we've got lots of animals uh, that just roam around where we are yeah. uh, right now. And we've got tree squirrels and I've learned there's a difference between them and ground squirrels. Yes. And their personalities are different. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, birds of prey. We've got lots mm-hmm. of ravens and, and crows depending on the size, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's not uncommon to, mm-hmm. uh, to see that I'll even do it for the 
skunk I might find periodically, uh, <laughs> even though I don't That's want them love. in my yard. <laughs> well, you know, we've already had we've already had one spray our other dog. Oh, and, no fun. Um, <laughs> that's not pretty. Not Does pretty. tomato juice work? <laughs> no, actually, we glad you asked that because here's a, here's a little tool for keeping you unstressed, de-stressed, and <laughs> and, unskunked. Um, and unskunked. And uh, unskunked. It was at night, right before we were going to bed. My uh -huh. wife had taken the dogs out, and she immediately rushed in. She said that our our other dog, Gracie. Uh, notice a pattern here, by the way, one dog's name is Presley and the other one's name is Gracie after Graceland. Um, so, um, Gracie had actually walked behind this skunk that was in our backyard, didn't chase it, just walked behind it and the skunk got scared and did its thing. Uh -huh. And uh, I immediately got online and it is not tomato juice. It doesn't actually do anything. Oh, no. Uh, there, there's actually another another mixture you can do. Um, yeah. And it involves vinegar and all kinds of stuff. And oh, we ended up having to wash her. We had to wash her, I think, three or four times. Then, of course, we smelled like it. Um, <laughs> you smelled like you vinegar for days. The, well, the, <laughs> the biggest thing is, by the way, if your dog is ever sprayed with a skunk, the biggest thing is to make sure that they can see and breathe. Yeah, their eyes and, and yeah, of course, that, it, respiration. Because everything else is just, everything else is just. Just smell. It, oil, well, mm -hmm. it's oil on, on their fur. Mm -hmm. So you want to get that out. In the, mm -hmm. Make a long story short, we've now discovered there's actually specific shampoo you can get. If you oh. don't want to mix your own oh. uh, that cuts through it, it still smells. And it <laughs> smells a lot. Um, and it, it, took, it took a good two days for it, the smell to dissipate from outside that was even leaking into the house. Wow. I have also since learned coffee grounds are wonderful. Oh, uh, to, to help dissipate the smell inside your home. Oh, yeah. Now, I it's, this is so random, but we have not talked about this, so I'm just going to say it because of Presley and Grace, as in Graceland, you had me, my brain went to Elvis and my parents grew up very, very strict Christian where you were not allowed to listen to secular music. And uh -oh. my mom was a huge secret fan of Elvis. And so she used to talk about sneaking the radio and a flashlight under her bed and, and the thing and listening to Elvis at night. And so Oh, and then, you know, my dad was very handsome as a, as a young, he's still handsome now, but even more so when he was, you know, a young teenager when they met and fell in love. So 50 years later, they're still together. 50 years later, um, we took my parents to Vegas and I hired Elvis to remarry them. <laughs> it oh, was cool the funnest experience. It was so fun. It was so fun to like see my mom get all giddy and my dad and like the, you know, my dad's a minister, right? So to see him let go of his ministerial control cool. and get into it. And so anyway, if you, if you ever have the chance to do something cheesy, those of you couples out there that, you know, have a, have an Elvis, Elvis thing, I, I just think it's a lot of fun to kind of renew your vows wow. in, in a silly so way. Here, here's, a quick <laughs> bit, here's a quick, here's a quick bit of something you didn't know about Scott. Oh. Um, <laughs> both my wife's and my first concerts yes. ever was Elvis Presley. Elvis? Oh my, my goodness. Yeah. Kick, uh, my wife's was out here in California. Mine was in Las Vegas uh, <laughs> when he had his show up there. Wow. And to, to this day, amazing, amazing uh, performance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like, it seemed like it. What a loss, right? What an early loss. So 
anyway, random stuff from Michelle. And I, I think stuff. that's enough. <laughs> well, I think well, we can well, move you know into what? our Spe- real topic. <laughs> Speaking of random things, one of the, it, you know, I think it's no secret, Michelle and I offline have conversations about what would be a good show topic. Uh, mm-hmm. to help everybody as we're moving through this. And we've just gotten done uh, with Hanukkah, moving into Christmas season, the holiday season, uh, for whatever, by the way, any of you celebrate, uh, Michelle and I are wishing you uh, happy holidays and peace and calm and wellness. Yes. Um, you know, be well over the holidays. And one of the things that I've always liked to do, and You'll see me post this uh, coming up. I like to post the 50 things, people, and events of Mm -hmm. any particular year in no given order Mm -hmm. that mean a lot to me, that impacted me. Now, I already know it's 2020. And I'm going to presume (laughs) that we don't have to talk about a pandemic or lockdown orders Uh, that those are a given with everything that we're about to say. But I thought it would be fun, Michelle, if for this episode, uh, you and I went through, we're not going to do all 50 each. We don't have that kind of time. Right. Uh, But I thought it would be kind of fun if we went through and randomly kind of went back and forth over some of the things that 2020 has meant to us. Yeah. What what it's done for us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of gratitude from our last episode. What do you think? Does that sound like fun? I think it sounds great. I've uh, prepared myself to to talk about some of these things as I've been reflecting over the year. And of course, my computer is freezing. So I think I'll let you start and I'm sure I will find my notes <laughs> again <laughs> before you know, it get, it's my turn. Given what, hap- given what happened to me the last episode, it's I your know. turn. Tag, you're it. <laughs> I know. That was so funny. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So, num- well, so, so here's what it is. Um, and I invite really all of you to use this episode as a bit of reflective homework. Um, it's going to take you a while. I, I really yeah. don't sit down and just say, hey, here are 50 things and here's why. Uh, it doesn't work that way for me. Right. Uh, it takes time to reflect and it takes time to meditate. Absolutely. Uh, indeed, you can even take the uh, meditation that Dr. Pubauer gave us in the last episode. And there's a three minute segment of silence in there. Yeah. And I mentioned during the episode that, you know, a lot of people find it very challenging to be with themselves for one minute, let alone three minutes of silence. There's mm-hmm. a good time to use that for reflection, have a journal nearby right before you start the meditation. And when you come out of the meditation, write the stuff down. And so use your list of 50. And by the way, it can be five, it can be 10. It doesn't have yes. to be 50. I, I can't even tell you why I came up with the number 50. Um, it was probably very arbitrary. It's half of a hundred. I don't know. Uh, and so whatever works for you and you're treating it as a cathartic experience. I do, and Michelle, I'm sure you see this and I'm sure there's probably a therapeutic term for it. You're getting it out of your brain and you're getting it down oh, on yeah. paper yeah. so that you see it. Because I tend to believe, like well, I do believe, I tend to experience that if I keep it in my head, my head plays with it a lot mm-hmm. and then it molds and it changes and it, you know, it mm-hmm. morphs rather than saying, I've got this thought in my head, I'm putting it out on paper. So be it. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something very powerful in doing that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I may, I may, <laughs> I still, I don't know what happened with my technology, but I think so you're gonna I make spent it enough time with it that I can name some for you okay. for sure. Um, well, <laughs> I, 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 how about this? I, I will start and I'll do three okay. and then turn it over to you and you just kind of cue me if you want me to keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> And, and again, I'm not going to go through all 50 of them, folks, and, and nor is Michelle. It's the, right. These are ideas to, for you to use as a springboard. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, don't adopt these as your own because they're very personal, right? Right. Um, but I can tell you, num number one on my list is uh, I love my wife and I love my life. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a big thing for me in 2020. Uh, you know, the, the pandemic has caused us to spend more time together Absolutely. Uh, and allowed more time to reflect on what's important like never before. Right. And it, you know, Michelle, I'm sure you've seen this, that when couples spend that much time together, <laughs> some, some struggle, you know, my wife people, it, it looked last year before I chose a new lifestyle, right? Before I became mm -hmm. a gentleman farmer um, <laughs> and we moved I was at work all the time. I worked yeah. all the time. I had yeah. a book, a notebook with me. I would be at work at 6 o'clock, 5 30 in the morning. I'd mm. come home, I'd do whatever, and then work some more. Yeah. Now this is work. Yeah. And we'll get I to know. that by the way. But this yeah. is this this is what I do now. Right, I don't right. leave. I don't leave. And so I don't really where, either. Where, <laughs> where my where my where my wife was, I used to say good morning, dear. And we, we did our routine where I asked her to marry me every morning and then I'd go to work and then I was gone and she had time for herself and whatever. Now I'm here all the time. Yes. And I don't know if any of you've guessed this, but I'm pretty much of an acquired taste. <laughs> and, I, I guess I've acquired the taste then, Scott, since you're my work husband, and, it seems. <laughs> and there you go. And so he, here's the interesting thing, living together for so long now, yeah. In such yeah. a, con you know, and I'll call it confined only because there are walls here. Right. right. Uh, you, you learn new things about each other. Uh, mm -hmm. We have learned new ways of compromising, or as my wife likes mm -hmm. to say, we're learning a new dance. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we are learning new ways of filling each other's mm -hmm. love tanks for those of you that speak the five love languages. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, the downtime has actually given me more time to step up my qigong and my meditation game yeah beautiful and so i so I, I guess what i'm saying is that number one for me is i'm spending more time with my life yes yeah and uh, i would say i mean i i did find my list so i'm gonna chime in and say and bounce off of okay, you we'll and, go every other one then and say um you know like my partner brian and i working from home many days it's been really phenomenal to see, like we've both ad adapted and adjusted in a, in a little more sedentary life than I think we're going to end up being because of the pandemic. But the idea that we just enjoy each other's company and are each other's yeah. person is really a beautiful thing. And I know not everybody out there has a person in your life, but I think it leads to my number one thing, which was that my number one life-changing thing, and this may be in order, was that, again, I was reminded that people and not things matter to me. That, you know, that lesson over and over again has caused me to prioritize my time and my resources, to downsize, 
um, to remember that it's people and time with people that I value most in my life. So that was one of my number one things. Well, thank, thank you for spending (laughs) your heartbeats with me. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Um, So, so, and mine are not necessarily in any order. Um, They're Mm -hmm. as they came out of my brain. Number two for me was there are new ways to, pardon me, there are ways to enjoy a new home without necessarily exploring the surrounding town. And Ah. we've been in, we've been in our new home for a year now. And literally right after we moved in, that's when the first major shutdown occurred. Yeah, yeah. So this has this has forced uh, us to get to know where we are. Yeah. And um, I got to tell you, it's pretty cool not being distracted. I'll get to number three when we when it's my turn. But <laughs> it's pretty cool. I know my house. I know my yard. And when I joke about being a gentleman farmer, um, I know my freaking trees, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I wouldn't have been distracted, but for here I am. And so yeah. uh, you've heard me say before, you know, with my uh, meditation mala togetherness beads, the mala stuff that we've talked about before, one of the charms that I have on here is uh, I am here. Yes. That takes on a whole new scope for me mm-hmm. when I can say, I am here. I am. And I'm not going anywhere. And I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and it's okay being here. And I don't have to be freaked out about being here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful. Took a while. Lesson. And, you know, it, it's, I know not everybody because I've certainly chatted with them. So have you, Michelle. Not yeah. everybody has either gotten already comfortable with the mm-hmm. stay at home orders uh, mm-hmm. or they're, they're, they're angsty over the new threats of, of stay at home orders. And so I I really invite everybody to seriously just reevaluate all of that and look at this as a way of of getting to know where you are right now. Yeah. And, and that sort of um, a little beyond the house brings me to one of the things I thought about, which is that to me, travel, not traffic, but travel is priceless. Like, I, I miss traveling. I love to travel and I miss traveling to brand new cultures and brand new places like the architecture, the culture, the music, the food, the art of a region. They just have bring a breadth of experience and depth to my understanding of others that I can't really find in a book. And I've been really working to substitute that through, through videos online or travel journals online or sharing photos with people or looking back at my own photos or when possible, when stay-at-home orders have been less restrictive and I feel at least comfortable traveling within a small range via car, that I've been able to experience new cities around me or new places that are car-wise distance. So it's, you know, the coast and the beach and, you know, what is, what is the architecture in this particular place and what's the beauty in that place. And it's all while being outside, usually enjoying nature, doing something physical, physical activity, um, enjoying the drive of it all um, instead of like the, the back-to-back traffic that is so classic for Southern California. (laughs) So that was one of mine. 
that that actually kind of brings me to my number three. Mm. Um, and while we're here hunkering down at home, one of the things that brought us to Redlands is that both of our families are from here. And I, you know, ah. Carolyn's got a lot of family who, who are still around and in this area. Uh-huh. Uh, I have family who are close, but they've moved away and, and things kind of get lost in the move, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been driving around. We don't get out of the car. Yeah, we've been driving, driving around, finding, for example, we've been finding my mom's side of the family uh, and where they lived and where they worked. Oh. And my mom actually dug up uh, an old, not an old, but it, it, I mean, I had never seen it before. It was kind of like an outline of this area and where my great-grandmother's home was, where my great-grandparents' uh, business was, uh, where she had her heart attack and died. Uh, wow. You know, I know that sounds morbid, but it's, it's, there's a family history here that I was completely unaware of, even to the extent there's a cemetery. There's a Jewish oh. cemetery here in town I didn't even know existed. As oh. a matter of fact, nobody would know it existed unless you knew to turn right wow. at this driveway and it's kind of set back and it's, it's very small. Uh, and wow. it turns out that, you know, you speak about your dad being mm-hmm. a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. I was unaware that my family was heavily involved in moving one of the largest Jewish synagogues to this town. Wow. And, and that there is a huge community built from, some of the work of my ancestors. And so it's been kind of cool getting to know all those things. I will love it when I can actually go into the store, for example, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they ran, Mm -hmm. that I, that I've heard lots of things where my great grandmother uh, supposedly Mm -hmm. not only sold furniture, but did fortune telling in the back, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, little things like that. Their, their home is gone. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just recently, Carolyn's grand parents home went up for sale Mm -hmm. uh, just a short distance from here so we've driven over there and looked at it Mm -hmm. and of course her comment was I remember it being bigger than that (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah 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 and so I I, again kind of the rule the lesson that I've gotten out of this is you know get to know your background get to know your roots because it's really kind of fun yeah yeah I agree. I, my mom and I took a, a road trip a couple summers ago when travel was still on for a family reunion. And it was so She showed me the house where she and my dad first kissed secretly out of the eyes. Oh, there you, of, go. you know, it was really kind of fun to see all the old stomping ground of my parents. Um, but I mentioned earlier travel and you said driving. And that was another thing for me is when you take the traffic out of the way, I, I love cars. I know that's like a really silly thing. I told you I don't like stuff, but cars are kind of an exception. I love the feeling of driving. And so one of the things that I've learned to do is while I mostly am at home, I can get every couple of weeks, I get really stir crazy and I just need to go for a drive. I just need the windows down or, you know, in my case, I have a convertible. So the top down, I need the wind in my hair. I need to imagine the troubles being blown off my hair. And I just need to drive around, particularly if I can drive somewhere that has a beautiful view. 
and gives me a grander perspective of where I am outside of my own little microcosm. So a peaceful drive with the view, getting out without actually being in a crowded area. And that's something I've talked to my clients too, which is like, it can be healthy just to, you know, for my clients that live in LA, drive up the two freeway into the Angeles forest and yeah. it, it just enjoy a beautiful view, get out in a, in a quiet parking lot and just look at the Vista. You know, you might not be able to do the things that you used to be able to do, but can you get in touch with nature through a nice drive? Um, so that was one of my things too, is I, I need a good drive one, <laughs> once in a while, ideally with no traffic. <laughs> I know I've said that multiple times, <laughs> yeah. but it's true. <laughs> Um, so number four on my list is my mom. Oh, uh, yay. And I, I can tell you, it's, you know, she's 82 years old. Uh, she listens to our show. Oh, yay. Uh, she, Hi, she, mom. Now lives, she now lives alone because my stepdad has uh, passed on. Uh, she's got her dog, Sarah, and she's actually learned how to use Zoom. So periodically, she's oh, not exciting. only listens to the show, but periodically she has joined us here. She does. I love and it. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, she's she's been amazing and inspiring and delightful mm. for, through all this because um, she's been, you know, isolated. You think about her mm -hmm. age and health conditions and where we're going. Yeah. And throughout all that, she continues to put her family first. She never stops going. Uh -huh. uh, as a matter of fact, a, uh, for the holidays, as a holiday present, uh, my wife and I got her a, a monster of a Dyson vacuum. Uh -huh. <laughs> she can't have her home housekeeper in the house right now. Oh, to help right, her right. clean. Yeah. And she, she's had, she's had back surgery and she mm -hmm. fell and broke her hip uh, before all this happened. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's, you know, she's getting back into the swing of things and it, it's even that she was so excited to sit down and read the instructions. Uh, yeah. But you know, this thing's a monster of a, of a, yeah. a vacuum that, that probably will carry her and the dog away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that I, I guess that that drives home for me as a result of this year is my goodness, um, how easy it is for us to take our family for granted. Absolutely. Uh, and I've said this before at times, I think one of the best lies that we tell ourselves is that we have time Yeah. That's when in fact point. you you don't. And I, I can tell you that in speaking with my mom, and I'm not the only one who has family that's mm -hmm. in their 80s and 90s and sometimes even hundreds, mm -hmm. um, you, you forget that they want connection and they want love. And Absolutely. They want to do it all as well. And yeah. they can't um, yeah. because yeah. of they're in the high risk category or they're, you know, whatever it is. And that's right. so- to, to the extent that you can find different ways of connecting mm -hmm. even into 2021, because this isn't going to go away. No, not immediately. First. No. Mm -mm. Um, and, and it's, you know, to, to remember all of that, uh, not just your parents, but your, mm -hmm. your siblings and cousins mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we have, we've started doing a lot of zoom with grandkids uh, mm. watching them and it's mm -hmm. it's hilarious even now watching the two-year-old uh with he grabs the phone away from his older sister who's two mm -hmm. years old and mm -hmm. he just 
it, it, he talks about Batman with me and he'll talk about dinosaurs mm -hmm. with me to the extent a two-year-old can do that. Um, but it's, it's, they become very territorial with their Zoom. <laughs> yes, they do. And, and FaceTime, it's actually FaceTime and Zoom are the two yeah, biggies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Zoom or time with family, checking in with each other and finding a way to still feel connected. So it's physical distancing, not social distancing, right? And uh, it's it's no wonder that I sort of have a bubbly personality and like to try, like a lot of these things actually come from my mom, you know, and then <laughs> and then my my brother is like, he's a secret forest man. He's just like my mom's grandfather who like lived in the forest and had a camp and brought everybody to the camp. And, you know, he was like, everybody called him Papa and my that's my brother incarnate he even has a little cabin in utah and they they live driving distance from each other so they were able to be together on thanksgiving and have enough limited connection that they were safe about it but i was far away and it was nice to see that that they still got to be together and enjoy the snow and the outdoors together and and get those pictures and be able to feel like yeah. i'm still part of it even remotely so um, very cool. <laughs> but on my list, I will say working with you, Scott, is so much fun. So you our podcast, our home retreat, I feel like, you know, is the next level of the mastermind group that we led together in 2019. And while these are not a money making inspired thing, they certainly are meaning making. And I feel inspired working with you and working with the people in our community to grow it. And it's really been a lifesaver through the pandemic with very little distress. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, I highly recommend that you have a work partner that you, you enjoy doing projects together that brings some meaning to your life because that has been a big part of my 2020. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, you stole one of mine on here, actually. So, uh, I, th thank you. That's that's You're really. Uh, it's that's, been wonderful. Very very <laughs> cool. Um, hmm. So, what do I want to share next? Here, I'm kind of looking through this list. You know, he, here's been a big one for me, and it's not political. It's not uh, religious. It's not anything. It's yeah. the reality that not everyone cares about health and well-being like you do. Yeah. And uh, there's, and I li literally, you know, my comment in my written post was, there's not much more to say about it than that. Uh -huh. And it's, I, I don't let anybody shame you one way or another, whatever your beliefs are, don't let anyone shame you yeah. into not following your heart. And yeah. it's, uh, I've been pretty candid with, friends, family, and even on this show, I wear a mask when I go out. Um, yeah. It's I socially distance. We yeah. did, I mentioned my mom mm -hmm. uh, when I went and picked up the vacuum for her mm -hmm. because I had come into contact with somebody. We were all wearing masks. They right. were wearing gloves, actually right. handling, handling it over. Um, when I took it over to her, I wore a mask and I socially distanced and I put mm -hmm. it together and wiped it down. And mm -hmm. um you know, would everybody do that? No. And I'm okay with you having your beliefs. Me but too. Mm -hmm. You know what? O own your stuff, right? So again, mm -hmm. not everybody own, not everyone cares about health and well-being like you do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. That's a good lesson. And um, I just, just to add to that, 
I had a client talk about how therapies helped her to feel very self-confident um, to the point where she took on a new job um, in sort of a health setting. And when she went on site, you know, one of the administrative people wasn't wearing their mask above their nose. And she, instead of feeling ashamed of it, she was able to advocate for herself and say, hey, you know, I really need you to raise it up above your nose in order for us to feel safe. And then as time went on in this job, she started to notice that people were hanging out in the workroom with their masks off for long periods of time. And she said, I just decided this position was not worth it. There's other positions out there. And she felt good about leaving the actual position to find something else that, that paid. She ended up finding something that paid better, that still felt very meaningful to her, but didn't expose her to the same level of risk because she wasn't a match yeah. for the workplace's level of, of risk management. And, um, and said that like therapy really helped her self-esteem realize that she can not feel ashamed about that. And she can say, Good for her. this isn't a fit for me. And I was so proud. I was really, really proud. So I agree. Very like cool we her. do not need to let people shame us for our own comfort level of risk. Yeah. Own absolutely. it. It doesn't have to be the same as someone else's. Now. So here's, here, so I'm going to now fess up and tell you something I own. Okay. Um, Oh, I own things too. <laughs> I have learned during 2020 mm -hmm. that I should not cut my own hair. Uh, I uh, got an amazing, right before the, the shutdown, went to Costco and got an amazing beard trimmer. It, uh -huh. it, the thing really freaking amazing. And I uh -huh. use it for my goatee, whatever you want to call it, beard and mustache. Uh-huh no matter how good the self-help videos are on YouTube, <laughs> no matter how carefully they tell you to set the setting on the little um, adjustment thing. Cutting uh -huh. hair, people, is an art form. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, it is not, it is not a science. for it, Scott. It is <laughs> not a science. People are and, trained in it. <laughs> well, it doesn't help when you decide to put the shears to the side of your head and then realize I can't see the freaking back of my hair. <laughs> I can't yeah. see the back of my head. Yes. How am I supposed to do that? Yes. Um, so in 2020, because at least where I am, the hair salons and stylists and barbers shops are all closed. Um, I, I, my wife is now remedying what I did myself. And then she's cutting my hair for me. So <laughs> yay, Carolyn. <laughs> so um, I want to highlight, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but moving is a really intense process. And there's a re I moved a lot as a kid. So there's a reason why I'm averse to it as an adult. I don't love change, even though change is inevitable and it's the only thing that's constant and moving is very intense and it can be emotional. And I also learned how healing it can be to let go of things, to inspire me to downsize. I am far from a minimalist. If you, anybody that logs into the show that sees like my tchotchkes in the background knows I am not a minimalist. But a fresh start can be very inspirational, especially when you're moving into a new home with someone. Um, 
shopping for that home together, deciding, you know, what the decoration will be like in that home, melding your ideas together. Moving is an intense project and an intense process, but it can be really, really life-changing. And that was a big part of my 2020. So that made my list. <laughs> yeah. And I got, well, you know what, and I will, I, I will say this. I think it was one of the, it, it is one of the most important training sessions of our home retreat that we talked about because yes, you is. and I are so personally near this mm -hmm. uh, that we're able to give uh, some of our, our top tips to it. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and both of us have lived through each other's moves. It's been great. <laughs> we have. Um, so I went from something funny and I'm going to jump to something not so funny. Um, okay. Okay. And it it's, you're part of this, right? Uh, because uh -huh. I had never been aware of this before of what it was and the fact is people die yeah and so here i am getting emotional right now oh, um yeah i had never heard of personal death awareness before this year yeah and it's kind of a tease for our neck for an episode that we have planned for next year mm -hmm. um i don't like that i know the term no um it's but pleasant but it's amazing, you know, I did, and Michelle, you went through this with me. One of my dear friends, mm -hmm. um, a contemporary passed away and mm -hmm. I couldn't, you couldn't go to the funeral. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do, do these things. Uh, yeah. We've had other close family members, close family members pass away. And it's like, you can't do anything. It's their yeah. shut that you can't even have a memorial service no. uh, mm -hmm. with with groups of gatherings. And so Michelle, you actually are the one who told me about what that's triggering and what personal mm -hmm. death awareness is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's become something very meaningful for me. Yeah. Because we've talked, you and I have talked about it offline. Mm -hmm. Nobody teaches you how to deal with this crap and they don't teach you how to deal with this crap in a pandemic. No, no, where we're constantly learning how many people are sick and how many people are yeah. dying. And it's on the news every day. I mean, you know, in the past, we used to hear about maybe famous people dying, or we'd hear about a, a murder here or there, or an attack here or there. But never would we hear every day about death, like it is just on the news every day. And, um, and, and there's it's no touched many of it. us. No, and it's touched many of us very personally. Um, yeah. One of our community members, our Keeping Your Shit Together community members, her brother-in-law died from COVID early on before they knew properly mm -hmm. or, or they knew some ways to teach it. So it is not a joke to me. Um, it's real. I, you know, and personal death awareness, it's interesting. Like if I really thought about all the ways that we could die and statistically all the ways that we could die, I really wouldn't leave my house, except if I was worried that my house might crash in from a hurricane <laughs> because of anyway, I don't mean to joke about death, but it's, you've got to like be aware of it and then let go of it in order to exactly. keep living. And, or, and, that's, or we'll yeah, be stuck. I, and I think that's, the, that's the reason it's, it's such a big Mm -hmm. lesson for me during 2020 is mm -hmm. exactly what you said it's like it's the reality it is yeah. what happened and so i think there are new ways to to treasure life in order to yeah. celebrate what it is that we go through yeah absolutely um, 
So what's next on your list that can lighten the load a little? Okay, it's it is very it is very lighthearted. Are you ready? It is kind of it's literally got bubbliness in it. It's I have fallen in love with bubbly water. (laughs) This is like the weirdest transition. Oh yes. But bubbly Absolutely. water, like my my limoncello LaCroix is my new favorite. Like you pour this little baby in a wine glass with a little slice and you just feel like you're having a little treat and it's zero calories. You can keep them in the fridge and they're cool and you can grab them between meetings when you're rushing around and they are, you know, not bad for your health, except for maybe some of the sparkling sodium in them or whatever, but you know, it's reasonable alternative to some of the things that are out there that we could do for ourselves. So I, I like the bubbly water. I like the generic brand from your local grocery store. I'm not really picky about it. It's more a flavor thing, but the new lemon cello version of the LaCroix is, is like really <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> well, cheer, cheers to you and your, and your fizzy water. And my fizzy water. That's my lighthearted transition. <laughs> All right. Um, well, then, then here's my next one. Whoever invented sweatpants deserves a freaking medal. <laughs> <laughs> Near, <laughs> nearly every live. So nearly every live event that I did last year, and I did a lot of them, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I think about 200 literally uh, in a year. Uh, I was wearing a suit. Yes. And now I get to wear sweatpants. And that's so all I want to say about it. <laughs> wear yoga pants. <laughs> oh, by the so- way, if you're doing, just a quick little side note. If you're doing a, a live online show. Yes. You do need to wear something below. Wear something below people. Because the camera can fall accidentally. And we don't need to see what's down there. We, you know, it's not a peeping show. <laughs> but um, I will say like, one morning, it was Thanksgiving morning, actually, actually, I love beach access. So that would be another thing is my gratitude for oh, that's a good the one. beach and that kind of natural, the ability to watch the sunset or the sunrise or take a walk on, feel the, the sand underneath the beach, uh, underneath your toes, or just sit, sit there and enjoy your morning coffee or a cocktail at the end of the day or whatever. I've been reminded that we don't want to take that for granted because at various times this year, the beach has been closed. And while I'm not, you know, the spring break college student out on, you know, party town exposing, there was one morning, Thanksgiving morning, when we went out early, early to watch the sunrise and drink our coffee. And there was a guy out there blowing huge, speaking of bubbles, and my bubbly water, there was a guy out there blowing these huge bubbles in the sky. I mean, they were, I don't know, three feet, two feet. They were huge. And to watch those bubbles kind of float and all the people come by and pop them and, and float across the ocean. And we were way far back from it, but it was just the neatest experience to watch these bubbles float Mm -hmm. against the sunrise. It was really beautiful. So beach access and my gratitude for beach access and whoever was out there blowing bubbles on Jacksonville beach. (laughs) That's very cool. Um, So, you you know, at the very beginning, and and I know we're running out of time here, so I'm going to do two two more. I'll do one and then flip to you and then I'll do a final one. Okay. Uh, And then you can do one. Uh, But you had talked about travel. And one of the things that I have written on here is that the world is waiting to be discovered again. 
And, yeah. you know, there are places that I want to go. I want to return to, to these are some of our favorite places. I want to return to yeah. Venice and Paris. And I was just talking to somebody. Paris was one of my hidden, most magical uh, places we've ever been because I so didn't want to go there. Uh, and it was it was a, an erroneous belief on my part based on some poor experiences I had traveling elsewhere with people from France that I said, I don't ever want to go there. And I can tell you, it is now one of our favorite places. We've been very uh -huh. blessed to be able to go there a few times. And I, I can't wait to go back. Just the little side streets and, and you know, just it's absolutely a magical town. Uh, magical yeah. uh, location. Uh, we want to go back to Greece. Uh, and then, of course, the the British heart in me uh, wants to go back to Cornwall and Somerset. And I can tell you that the people out in the world, because I think now most of us, if we're doing any major connections on Zoom at all, we all have international reach. Our show has international reach now. Uh, Michelle has put out, M Michelle's put out a call to action for help us get passport stamps, right? Uh -huh. um, because it's amazing all the, the countries that we are reaching now and talking with people through Zoom. Yes. They are so magical and they can't wait to yes. experience the world again. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, as, as we move into a recovery phase, I'm starting to see such excitement and energy. And um, again, I'll just use the word connection with people that you never would have connected with if we hadn't had this, this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And through the Zoom feature, the ability to be online, that was on my list too, is while some people are really Zoomed out, it's not only helped us stay in touch with friends and family, it's kept me in touch with my peer support group. And my 88-year-old mentor, Jay William Warden, who's like a grief specialist in the field, um, you know, he struggles sometimes. No, where's the button, Michelle? And I can't, you know, <laughs> but we funny, get it yeah. done and we meet once a month and that's a, a bereavement specialist group. And then I've got our group, the Keeping Your Shit community. And then I've got a, a, a group that meets every other week for an hour of private practice people. And that's all done through video conferencing. And I wouldn't have been yeah. able to be a part of any of those things. Having left my home area, um, I wouldn't have been able to be a part of that without people expanding their ability to see beyond meeting face-to-face. -face. And it's made my, my private practice sustainable. Most of my clients are in Chicago, New York, or, or Los Angeles. And that would, would have been difficult right? To start all over again. So Zoom yeah. was definitely on or video conferencing, FaceTime, definitely on my list of life-changing things for 2020. I was on my list. All right. So my, my final life-changing thing, somewhat on mm -hmm. a lighter note, but absolutely legitimate, um, is to understand that the little things in life mm -hmm. matter a lot, mm -hmm. like toilet paper and paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> who 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 would have ever freaking thought that we would have a, a lack of toilet paper and paper towels in a yeah. store right and, it's like are you it's like really 
<laughs> you know, and for a while it was gelatin. We could not find flour, ye- no, ge- flour, yeast and gelatin. We couldn't find for the longest time for all the cooking at home. <laughs> so I want you to start thinking about folks, the things that you used to take for granted Yes, that we don't anymore. Uh, yes. You know, just recently I actually wrote on our, we have a, uh, on the refrigerator, a little thing where you can write down what you might want at the grocery store next time. And it was somewhat tongue in cheek, but, and it was not so tongue in cheek. I actually wrote end of the world supplies. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. Because I, it, 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 I didn't know how else oh, to no. explain it. It's like, you know, you go there and if they have toilet paper, you get it. You don't hoard, but if they have it, you get it. If they got toilet, they got paper towels, you get it. If you, we never did that before 2020. That's so fun. Oh boy. So my semi lighthearted thing, pretty lighthearted thing is I have re I have fallen in love again with the power of creativity. And I, I know we're going to do a whole episode about this, but it's yeah. been everything from paint by number to puzzle making to, I made my first panna cotta from scratch that Brian, for Brian's birthday. And Brian said it was like a restaurant quality. And wow. I become like a grill mat in terms of cooking, a grill master at my house. Cause cooking can be a very creative outlet or, or, you know, playing with aromatherapy and then photography. And what photography does is it reminds me of where I it's, it's helped me journal my life memories, but it's also reminded me of the beautiful places and the beautiful people in my life that, that I've experienced. And it's not the same as being there, but it does bring back that warm feeling of, um, of like love. And so creativity and all of those things have been a huge part of my 2020 survival kit. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? And, and, I can't remember which of the episodes it was, but we did an entire episode with uh, uh, Linda talking about creativity and painting and yeah, yeah, a whole art therapy thing. So I invite folks to go back and listen to that episode Mm -hmm. because I truly took what she had suggested and started creating these very visual artwork Mm -hmm. cards that you can do online, Mm -hmm. take a picture of it and send it as a, mm-hmm. as a JPEG to someone you love. Yeah. Beautiful. So those well, are a portion of my 50, my portion of my 50 things. Um, mm-hmm. for those of you who might want to read the whole thing, you can actually uh, find me on Facebook uh, and Michelle is on Facebook and mm-hmm. our, you know, keeping your shit together. Private Facebook group is certainly on Facebook and all you have to do is ask to join it and, I will, or Michelle will uh, mm-hmm. let you in. We're both administrators to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we wish you happy holidays. Michelle, is there yes. anything that you want to end with? Um, just may the peace of the season be abundant for all of us. I think we need a lot more peace and that's what I wish. We do. That's wonderful. And uh, I'm not even going to add to it. I, I agree. So thank thank you all for being uh, with us for this year. Mm-hmm. And as we move into next year, we have a few more shows left this year, mm-hmm. uh, but thank you for being part of the family. And uh, with that, yeah. peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of keeping your together in a stressed world with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast and leave a review. 
The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.